welcome to the awkward stare where Arlene, Tasha, and Jahan take a long awkward look at life and deep dive into all manner of subjects and life. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you like what you hear, please share with some friends and follow us for more content. And we love hearing from you all. Please don't hesitate to send us a DM on Instagram or an email at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. So today we're diving into the world of hypergamy. I know many of you are like, what the heck is that? So we're going to break it down a little bit and discuss our thoughts on the subject. This is kind of a follow-up from our femininity episode as well as our episode on romanticism. Hope you all enjoy. Hey, hey ladies, hey ladies. How are you all? doing all right looking forward to this conversation yeah i'm looking forward to this conversation i don't know if i'm ready for this conversation yeah um (laughs) but i'm looking forward to this conversation today um and the different perspectives we're all gonna bring so hypergamy what the hell are we talking about today what are we talking about today So I'm going to read out the definition that comes up on um, Google. So it's the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a person of superior sociological or educational background. And so we're just going to get into the subject. We're going to take that definition and go with that. And there's many different theories behind it Um, on YouTube. It's all lit up with hypergamy um, from the femininity side of the uh, YouTube sphere and also red pill talks about hypergamy a lot. Like the red pill is like people who are giving you uh, men who are basically talking about why women are bad. Like I take it. I'm sorry. If a red pill person wants to call, wants to email us so that we, I can correct myself. It's just a lot about what's wrong with society. What's wrong with women. And that's how I see it. What's wrong with feminism. <laughs> And that's how I see it, but I might be wrong. So if somebody red pill wants to correct us, I don't know. But it's like a lot of what's wrong with women and what's wrong with feminism. That's how I took it um, on that side. And if anybody wants to chime in to, to like cause have a different perspective on red pill. Um, red pill is what? On on YouTube? On you, I, I see it a lot on YouTube. And they, they talk about, like, women, and they talk about, like, what's wrong with all of these things. And I'm just like, oh, is Red Pill from New York? No, no, like, it's, like, a, a whole section of YouTube where they, like, they, they're these men who talk about, like, femi- fem- feminism. What's wrong with feminists? Up. What's wrong with women? And they sound angry to me, and they sound mad. And I might be wrong, but to me, they sound angry, and they sound... They think that something's wrong with us. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of it, yeah. so I cannot, I cannot comment. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, do you, any of you want to add it uh, to talking about what the hell are we talking about today? I think you covered it pretty well. Um, I just understand it to be that somebody basically is looking to make sure that they have 
what they need, a, a, a person is looking to marry into or have a partner that has more than they do because of whatever reason. Some sounds um a little old timey to me, but I can see how it relates to the present. But I, everything you said as far as definitions works for my understanding. Yeah, same. Uh, that's how I, I didn't really understand it at first, but I mean, I'm understanding it to be like people of different social classes. So if you're if you're of a of a higher caliber, you know, within your social class, and then you would marry someone of a, or the person of the lower class would want to marry up so that they can elevate them, their, themselves and their family to a higher level. Yeah. I'm in a social ladder and become rich and famous. Yeah, I, I think that that's what I got from it. And also there's different theories. Um, there's social, it's studied in sociology, it's studied in, um, biological psychology or evolutionary psychology anthropology it's studied across the board so it's an interesting subject the first time I heard of it was the word hypergamy was actually on YouTube Um, watching femininity videos they talked about the subject matter about what women are supposed to do as in like get a man from a different like another so a higher social class who has more money who can provide a certain lifestyle for them and that's when I first learned about it and I didn't necessarily look too deeply into it but it sounded interesting to me so when when did you all first hear about it just now today no (laughs) (laughs) Fairly recently, the word hypergamy, I I, I heard fairly recently, I guess from you guys, because I didn't know that word. But yeah, again, looking at the definition, like I said, it sounds very old school, but I know that it does happen still. I, I imagine it being in other countries, though, more prominent than, than in the U.S., but, you know, then I'll get into other parts of it because there's a lot I want to talk about that, but okay. Only a couple months ago when, when, you know, when it was brought up, I think Jahan brought it up. Uh, I was like, oh, we could talk about it. Let me look it up. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I guess I didn't really have an opinion about it. And now, I mean, I still, it, it feels like something so far removed from, from me. And I, I think that what I feel really hasn't changed about it. It feels like something that just, it's not a part of. A part of my world. It's a thing, and I, I acknowledge it as as being a part of the world, but not mine. I think that it's a concept that kind of is not necessarily new in my perspective. I think the word is kind of new, but it's not new in this my perspective. Like I know that people do definitely go after people with certain social educational as well as financial uh, means because they're they want to I don't like there's no other way to say because they want to I know that there are in the world there are people who set up families that set up marriages according to a certain type of social educational financial means arrangement so and and our our episode on um, romanticism kind of touched upon this 
there there have been uh, throughout history there's been arrangements made for people because of their social class because of the uh, stability and the reasons why they would go after it what do I think about it I think that if you're in a certain social class and you want to make sure that you can get to another social class it's advantageous for you to do so I don't have any judgment on it per se I would say <laughs> um, I have my own personal think we'll get into the personal thing but I have no I have no judgment on it if you choose to do it it's like you just have you're you're being you're you're doing a thought process behind what how you choose your partner. That's really all I think of it. Like, well, one thing that I want to say that um, that came to mind as I was reading through it. Like again, I said it's it's not may not be a part of my world, and I know here in the U.S. it probably is a thing in more ways than we realize. But we have such gaps between those who have money and those who do not. So it's probably just not something that we may see in the same way. And absolutely, I think it probably happens even amongst us. So you may not be the person who's making $50,000, but you may know people and may end up marrying somebody who makes like a hundred. And that's not even being wealthy. That's just, it's just a matter of getting somebody who has me more resources. So for me, it's more, it's less social and more economic than anything else. It's like, you have more than I do. You have more resources than I do. You have more access to resources than I do. And while it may not be quit my job and, you know, live off of a boat or something or yacht or something, if I, when I want to, it may be that, yeah, I can still live a more comfortable life. To say that, I thought of a movie I watched a couple weeks ago called Sylvie's Love. And I won't give away the movie, but the main character, Sylvie, meets a man who who is of a lower economic status than her and her mom is very much she has a a school for etiquette and like she's like in that world where she's raising black women to be you know proper and whatever and she does they have money they own a brownstone in Harlem and whatever and this guy kind of is a musician he doesn't have that much money blah, blah 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 and the mom is like looking at him like girl don't talk to him and marry this guy over here who went to this Ivy League and he has money and he comes from money. It's been set up this way. You're going to marry him. That's it. So it made me think of that. So I feel like it's not far from what we, it's not um, just other countries. I feel like it's here in the United States and just probably not, not on my level (laughs) of living and not even just that, but it's just like, I'm not really thinking about that. And I guess we'll get into that more a little bit later, but I definitely respect anybody who's who's looking for that and trying to make sure that they have the ultimate amount of resources for themselves and their families. I think that makes sense. Like, I get it. Like I, I, there's no judgment on it for me. I, I understand why it happens. I actually think it's pretty natural. I mean, it's a natural thing to want to elevate yourself. Now, for the person that's already on that status, you know, that might be a different situation, which is why in different cultures they they have um, arranged marriages and stuff like that. But I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. It's just like in an evolutionary psychology. I've been trying to get into that a little bit. They it, they say that it's a natural thing where the woman or the feminine would choose somebody based on their resources and based on stability, um, what they can provide materially, while the man is going to choose somebody who is best suited to be mother for to their to their offspring um and that's because of the way the part they would look at the way the person is looks on the outside to 
determine suitability as a partner. That's just a mating thing, but I don't know because there's been critiques on it. And so we have to remember these come out of, come from men and a, a very patriarchal ideals. So it, it might be, it might be that, or it might be also a cultural thing where people choose based on, because of how we hoard resources, they, they choose based on who hoards the resources. And of course, you're going to try to get to the person who is going to provide for you that stability. But that's a very heteronormative way of thinking. So for me, it just it seems like, okay, that makes sense. Because if my offspring has, an, it can go to a private school rather than go to the public school, that's, that's what I would want, right? And I got a variety of different thoughts when I, when I asked people about what they thought about hypergamy. A lot of people actually didn't know what it was, per se, the word. I asked a lot of men. Most of this was a male-based, but I asked two of my female friends. And across the board, it was just different things the men said. Um, some of them were like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, some of them were like, it's natural. Some of them were like, that's like, you know, a very old way of thinking and you don't need that now. So yeah, across the board, it's been a different, it, it's been different. And the two women I, I asked, they had totally opposite viewpoints. One of them said that doesn't play any role in her mate selection, mate selection, but it, she's not really choosing mate. She's choosing a partner. Um, and the other person said, yeah, that makes total sense. Everybody should choose a mate that way. Well, I, I only asked, well, guys, but I only asked two guys, one married and one single. They both um, didn't know what it was. Nobody knew what it was. <laughs> so, but then after, like, they looked it up and, and, and they were like, oh, well, yeah, that, that's something women do. Basically pointing out the fact that women still practice it. Like, you would think that it's not something that's practiced, but it is actually practiced in the sense where there's, women who go after athletes and celebrities specifically and i guess that's a form of hypergamy as well because you're dating because a person is more financially and and socially still elevated you know on a higher level than you so you're you're targeting that that person because of what they have versus my experience was just like, oh, you know, I, I love you so much, so I'm gonna marry you. I don't care if you're rich or poor or whatever, you know. <laughs> so that was him. That was one, and then the other one was like, you know, it's just like a social, like it's just regular. Yeah, it happens on both ends too. Because my thing is, I've also seen women, and I see women today are in are elevating themselves. And, and making a lot more money and I feel like like we're millennials right that's our generation and I feel like a lot of millennial men right now are kind of even as far as making money or the one or the woman is making more money than the man nowadays and so like because the world is made up more of women than there are men it's like the selection isn't as so you end up marrying uh the guy ends up marrying you because of course he's gonna he's in a better position but then you also where like a woman would choose someone who's like not as elevated as them like as a fixer upper kind of a you know situation so i've also seen that too and then that was another like aspect that was pointed out to me 
and then the cultural aspects of it as well where like people have arranged marriages and it's just the normal thing to do but the general consensus consensus is that women are the ones who practice hypergamy more than men do yeah the conversations i've had were along the same lines where nobody really knew what it was but understood the foundations of it and basically basically felt that it was something that that women do and uh, that it is also a product of those who have money more than anything else uh, and having money meaning not us <laughs> so the top like one percent or whatever so and as far as women I actually had conversations with it wasn't really they didn't really I didn't really ask about hypergamy particularly but it's like there was a comment about um about the fact that well yeah look at look at the fact that simply you have men the, usually in a partnership the man is older than the woman that kind of means he had more time to do the things that he needed to do to gain the resources so you're going to hook up with him because he's the person who obviously is going to have more because he had more time in a partnership that that's heterosexual <laughs> the man tends to be older than the woman and the thought is that he will have more yeah and another comment, an interesting comment I got was, what about love? And this was a person from a person who was like about in, in his 50s. He's like, not that it was a bad thing, but as long as they love each other or as long as it's because of love. And it's just like, it's interesting that that idea that just because you choose somebody for money, you can't also love them. So I found that interesting. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about our own personal experiences or our what our what our perspectives are i think we kind of touched upon it but we didn't we, we're going to delve a little bit deeper into it all right guys so we're back from break and we're getting right into how important uh you know class and money and education has played in our choices and in, in of love and relationships so with me um honestly it hasn't really played a Art in my um, growing up, I was always a, a big like love person, and so my um, the decisions that I made in my in my relationships are has always been based off of you know the potential of of something becoming bigger, but you know definitely money wasn't a uh, a big factor in my decision making because I always made my own money. I was never thinking like, oh, let me elevate my class more so. Let me just have a better life and let me make that life for myself. My my mind has always been very independent, I guess. So I never really like was taking these things into consideration. But now, as I as I'm older, I realize how important that is to consider when you're when you're choosing a mate like that's super important because if a person isn't in the same at least at the same level or pursuing the same kind of ambition or has some type of ambition and you are an ambitious person and another person isn't or whatever the case is like that does take into effect and can stagnate one's person's um moving moving forward I don't want to say moving up but move elevating and moving forward in in their life it it does make a a big difference you know aside from love love is important as well but you know having the those those things that 
where you're working, you know, me as a woman trying to elevate myself, I would want just my partner to also be on that same level, if not above me. I want to echo what you said about age, because um, as a person who was in a lot of long-term relationships, it was just a matter of, and I always met them either at work or at school. So they were always at the same level as me. And with that being said, like, I don't have a perspective where I was looking at somebody like, can you take care of me, sir? Can you like, like, I was not even thinking about that. It was more like, I like you, you like me. And I'm not the person, uh, as you all may already know, I think we discussed in previous episodes, you know, I'm, I don't have to be married. I don't have to do any of that, those things. I, I just, if, if I have a partner, I want a partner who is, a, is aligned with who I am and what I want to achieve in life. Um, you know, children is, is, is questionable for me um, for the most part. So it's like the person just has to be good. So, but I do see that being older you do want somebody who who at least understands that those things are important and that resources economics you know social whatever are important so I do think that you know when you're younger unless you're in a family that's that's already recognizes that resources are important um and they push that especially as a as a young woman or a young boy like if they're not pushing that, then you're just thinking, I like this person, I want to fuck, or I like this person, I love them, we're going to get married and have lots of babies. You know, like that kind of thing is just what you're doing. You're not really thinking about, all right, so how are we going to survive? You're not thinking that. So I think that's something that you you realize as you get older, or if you have a family where that that is important from jump, and they make sure you understand that in choosing a mate, resources are important understanding that survival is important. And I, and I hate to use the word survival because I feel like I want to say that it, at least our society that we've gone past the survival aspect of things, but it's real out here. <laughs> so people are really still struggling and it can be generational, that struggle. And it could make a difference in their lives if they knew or understood how to access or to grab access to something more, which I think many of us, at least the Caribbean people, Black people in general, I think a big part of what we think is a way to do that is education, which is, which it definitely is. It, it definitely is. Um, so there it is. It's funny because I'm kind of a hodgepodge person because I would say out of my mouth, I think all of my friends know this, or maybe they, some of them can recall that I've always said, I want my kids to go to private school and I want this kind of lifestyle. But I would date people because I like them or because I think that he was good looking or he was like, you know, he had a nice body. I I would date people just because they were like all right people and I liked them. I never really took into consideration all those aspects. But as I got older... I realized I put two and two together. And also because I was watching all those videos, I was like, huh. So that's what I want, but I'm doing this. And so I think it's really important for me now to take into consideration all those elements of if this person is ambitious as I am, if they find educational pursuits important, is if they find 
resources important if they're willing to go out there and get resources so that our children can, if we have children um, at this point, can live a life that will help them in the next generation. Unfortunately, like, I wish we didn't have to think about education and uh, all those things and, and we can all just live a great life. But um, I think they're important. Um, and also it, it it comes to mind that if someone doesn't have the same drive as you or they don't have the same work ethic or they don't have the same values all across the board, I would say, then you're not aligned. One of our friends pointed out yesterday, all this is kind of bullshit like you know this the class status and all that stuff it's about alignment and so you can manifest this stuff <laughs> if you believe in manifestation um let me point that out but if you believe in manifestation like I think there's a psychological aspect of it I have no idea what that psychological aspect is but if you believe in some kind of manifestation or you know you, if you believe it you can see it kind of thing and somebody's not aligned with you then that's going to cause problems later on down the line anyway. So I think it's important to take into consideration for myself all those aspects, how the person spends their money, if they're willing to go out and get it, if they have that mindset of if um, I lose my job tomorrow, how am I going to make money? Or if they lose all their money, how are they going to make it back and more? So I think that that's all important um, to, to consider in a partnership. It's not about only about love. I, you know, I think love comes, as I said, love is action in another episode. Love is how you choose to make it happen. So, yeah, I think it's important all around. Yeah, I think love comes. All right, like back in the day, you, you, you chose love, but really it was your, like, your loins that were, like, motivating your hormones that were motivating your decision making, at least for me, I think, I was like, all right, this person makes me feel good, but mostly based off of, you know, attraction. But now, being older, I'm like, dude, I could build the love, like, like you said, values. Do we have the same values? Do we... Do we think the same? Like, that's how you become in sync with a person is, is how do you view education? How do you view health? How do you view raising children together? How do you, how, how are you with your money? Are you responsible? Do you take care of yourself? Like, these are the things that now a person would be at my, at our age, I think, would be looking at because you did all the other shit. You did the love thing. You did that. And it didn't really like work out like that. Because you you were more on in, you know, your hormones were like and your loins were the one pushing that decision. Your heart as well. But now it's like, okay, you gotta think about it from a different aspect. I don't have time to waste now. I don't have that time that you had before. You know, you, I don't have the money to waste now. My time is much more valuable. At least you put more value to your time and your efforts and what you're doing now than you did before. So the person that, that's by your side has to match that and or excel that. Is that hypergamy? I don't know. But maybe I call it being smart. <laughs> yeah, I want to just, just add to that a little bit and say this 
this really hypergamy really just comes down to choosing choosing a partner and and how you choose to partner with someone if that's what you want to do and if you're partnering with somebody that element of alignment is so important because if you're not aligned you're not going to get what you want and neither will they and then the situation becomes one that suits neither one of you and that's why the definition of of love where it's like you're you're both uplifting each other um is important and that's whether the person has more money than you or you have more money than them um or you come from the same standing it's almost like okay so are we willing to work together because you still want to do better right like just because you're you're you know you're comfortable doesn't mean that there's not things that you still don't want to accomplish or it's things that you still don't want to do and whether that be traveling more or whatever that alignment is definitely important and and I say that outside of talking about about love per se because I feel like it it doesn't behoove anybody to be in a situation where you don't have the foundation of a friendship which requires love on its own or a type of love on its own and then the intimacy can come you know but a partnership is like and I don't want to I don't hate I hate to bring bring it to this point but I feel like if you think about partnership and you think about two people getting business together like these two people have to be aligned or their 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 partnership is not going to work just think of it that way and you then you say okay well why would it be any different if we're talking about being in a situation where we're intimate and we're still trying to work together to achieve whatever goal it is and if that means that we're I don't know, moving to Arizona in retirement and then just doing nothing for the rest of our lives, whatever that is, at least you're moving toward that. And it doesn't have to be a solid thing like that, but just the way you want to exist in this world, it should be, it should be aligned. And I think it helps um, if you have those kind of discussions up front with whoever it is that you're looking to partner with. Um, And of course, that requires you to actually sit down with yourself and say, okay, so what exactly is it that I want? And then you can find somebody who can do those things with or for you. And that may require hypergamy. That may be hypogamy and hope hypogamy. <laughs> How do you say that word? God, Lord. But <laughs> all right, I won't try to figure it out no more. But, you know, like it might it might be that as a result. But if that person, if you want to elevate and that person's willing to elevate with you, then then you're good. I mean, it's like it's not it's not so bad, but I, I think there 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 definitely is a lot of alignment and manifestation that's required, no matter what. One thing I would say though, just like from my experiences, this is going to sound controversial, but when I realize a guy really likes me, he's actually willing to spend money on me. You know, whatever he has, he's willing to give to me. Like whether it's a dinner, whether it's like going. Uh, going someplace, um, just doing nice things, but also spending time and attention. He puts his attention on me. He makes sure he spends his time on me. And so when a man is at his best, um, whatever that means for him, he's going to choose the partner he really wants to be with. And so if we think about it like that, I mean, this is a very heteronormative um, conversation, but when you think about it like that, a man is at his best is going to choose what he wants. I hate to say use that word choose, but really it is like, you know, if he's going to put his attention towards you as a partner the way he wants to, then you should probably choose a man at his best and not choose the man that's who's like downtrodden and you have to fix him and 
and and and and put some elbow grease into it and and wipe it. I see his potential. I see the I see I see the it's a cold, but it's it can be a diamond and it, it's it, all that time and attention. Just choose a man at his best because then you will see if he wants you or not. You'll do the actions he takes rather than choose a man who's like down trying. That that's how I see things. Mm. That's that, how you know he really wants you. I was gonna say, yeah. God, God, God is the the nail on the freaking head right there. I think, and I think what that is, it's not controversial, but what it is is we're talking about, and it doesn't have to be heteronormative conversation. I think what we're talking about is masculinity versus femininity. Like, so the masculine will always show you that I'm here for you. The masculine would always show you that. You know, I'm into you because the masculine is the giver, right? So if I'm in the masculine setting and I'm saying I'm going to give to you because you are worth me giving to, then all you got to do is sit back and be like, all right, well, go ahead and give me. (laughs) Give me what you got. Because there's always a masculine and a feminine. They just complement each other in that way. We all have masculine and feminine within us, male or female. We just... On on a sliding, not a sliding scale, but on a scale, you know, within ourselves. And so I think that we have to acknowledge the fact that, again, we're talking about the masculine being the giver and the feminine being the receiver and just being in that space to understand that it's possible to just sit back as in the feminine and see what happens because he's going to show you if he wants you, he's going to show you what he wants. And if he wants you, he wants you. And if he don't, he don't. And, and. It's not a literal sitting back. It's just kind of like and waiting. It's just it really is just a matter of the energy you put out. Yeah. Um. The older you get, the less I I feel like I don't have patience for certain things. Like at this point, I'm very clear in what I want, and it's like you either match that or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like. And a person who wants you is gonna is gonna match it. Gonna match it. If they on they if they on they um they're in alignment with you, they're gonna match it. But it's like back in the day you'd be like, oh no, but I love you, it's love, it's love. Now it's like, I love you, but I love me more, and I know that I want to move, you know, this way, and I need you to kind of move side by side with me you know like yeah that's that's where i'm i'm like i guess i I don't i i don't believe i believe in hyper i don't know if i believe or don't believe in it i don't see anything wrong with it but that's not like what i do but now i do but now at my age i do see the importance of having a person that at least has the same values and and is working towards something with you to like at the same time yeah, same. What struck me with the discussions I had this week was that alignment statement that my friend made, because I was all about this idea of okay, well, it's this, it's the high program, and you gotta make sure. No, it's like saying it's the same thing. It's just like aligning yourself with people who have the same values. And the thing is, though, they'll they'll they'll, they'll show you that they're gonna give you what you want anyway. Um, so you just have to go with that and. And, and trust, as Arlene always says, trust the process of it and wait. I mean, I, I think that I, I believe and I've been believed for like at least a year or two years. I've been believing in a lot for a long time, actually, that 
you can't just accept anything that's given to you just because it's there. You're just going to pick it up and take it. Any old rug. Because <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. Um, I think that for me, it's about cultivating myself. I guess that's the best way to put it. Making sure I'm loving myself in the best ways and doing what's best for myself in those ways. And if the person comes along, then they come along and they're going to be their best version of themselves, just like I would be the best version of myself. And then like making a life work, a partnership work from there. But if I'm like just saying, okay, well, none of this matters, I'm going to become a very unhappy person. And I think that moving forward with the discussions, I think uh, what I took from the discussions that I've had is the alignment portion of it. Because I know what I want and I'm going to align with that by just sitting in myself and be and being more of myself and that will come to me. So with all that said, that's how I'm, how I'm moving forward in the f- for the future. I don't need to say anything different from what you said. Like, I, I feel like I am opening up to what it is that I want <clears throat> and staying present. And that's that. That's that on that. I mean, you said it perfectly. So there's nothing more to say for me. And I loved, I loved this discussion. Um, I hope you all love this discussion too. Thank you for sticking with us and listening to the Awkward There podcast. If you like what you heard, please share with some friends. Number one, um, so they can listen and they can hear, they can get a perspective and think about things maybe a little bit differently or maybe the same. And also follow us for more content like this. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Awkward Stare Podcast. And we would love to hear from you um, and love to hear your comments. Uh, you can either DM, DM us on at Instagram at the Awkward Stare Podcast or you can email us at the Awkward Stare at gmail.com. Again, that's the awkward stare at gmail.com. Thank you.